My name is Jillian Mulderick, and this is Pipple's Fast Pitch Podcast. I'm wrapping up a long night of lessons this Friday night, and in this episode, as I was driving home, I started thinking about how I even got to where I am, where I just coach softball all day, every day, and I love it, and I love the game that I coach now, but it wasn't always like that for me growing up. And in this episode, I'm gonna, it's a little more of a fluff piece. This is gonna be a little more of the things that are associated with this game that makes this game so uniquely special and some of the traditions that have carried out from the time I was younger to the time I'm coaching now and seeing these youth girls growing up and talk about them on this podcast for any of our families or listeners out there that might be new to the game or getting involved at a higher level and seeing some of these traditions and some of these parts that are just unique to our sport come alive and as a former athlete and somebody who now is involved with softball from the day I wake up to the time I go to bed like this is what I do with my life now and I love every second of it but how did I get from being that six-year-old who despised t-ball practice (laughs) and even in my youth career 12u 14u liked the game loved playing but still softball was my least favorite sport. And then going on to high school to be recruited collegiately and then making this my my full-time passion. And it was these little things, not necessarily the game itself, but these little things, the extra things, that kept me in the sport long enough to see the game evolve to a point where it was super competitive and super fast-paced and super explosive and strategic and made me fall in love with it. So... Hopefully, this is a little uh, breath of fresh air to all of our listeners, and I'm going to jump right in. So some of the traditions that I found really kept me connected to the sport of softball, I'm going to talk with the one that everybody can relate to. It's the cheering in the dugout. <laughs> There's, there were times when I was younger that I, I would beg my dad to be a cheerleader, like beg him, he would never ever let me um, even try it out, but... I kind of got that high energy out on the sidelines, like when games were a little bit slower or there was like a blowout game, which happens, especially at the youth levels and the cheering and the camaraderie that I had with my teammates on the sideline kind of made us loosen up, kind of made us more motivated, more focused and stay in the game. And it's a pastime that has carried out since as long as I can been playing, as long as I witnessed the game grow over the last two decades. So cheering on the dugouts is something that's unique to softball. You don't see the baseball dugouts doing the same, chanting, yelling, cheering on. That's great. Basketball and other sports have cheerleaders, which is awesome. And softball, we do it all. Our dugout is just as loud as some of those cheerleaders. And that was a fun time for me and my teammates to bond and get a little bit silly while still being focused. The cheering kept our energy levels high during those slow periods of the game. And like I said, some of our fondest memories now as a coaching staff, when I talk to some of our coaches, will be like, remember that cheer we used to do when we were younger? And I'm going to talk about the one that I hated. There was a little froggy sitting on a loggy. So parents, if you hate the cheering, be thankful that it has evolved from that frog on the log because I couldn't even stand that. But it's a memory that brought me and my teammates closer and almost like a secondary outlet if we were stressing about the game the game is mental 90% mental it's an explosive sport where things happen in a split second and you have to make those decisions in a moment and this kind of loosens it up while keeping our energy levels high so 
for all those parents that hate cheering, please don't discourage it. The girls love it and it helps us girls or us athletes fall in love with it as well. It also serves a purpose for that batter or that player that might not be in the game in that moment, especially at a younger age. So they, the serving a purpose of cheering is teaching teamwork, camaraderie. It is a team sport. For We try to explain that for every throw, it's not just the person throwing it, it has to be the person receiving it. For every ball batted, you didn't just bat it off a tee, somebody had to pitch it. It's a very interconnected sport, like a domino chain of effects. One thing can't happen without the other. And so if there's a player on the sidelines feeling some type of way about not being in the game, the cheering on the on the bench can still keep their spirits high, still keep them focused, and give a, a player a purpose until they get their shot to prove their worth on the field. Another cool tradition that I'm excited for our, our teams to experience this summer in nationals is pin trading. When I was younger, we used to go to a lot of these tournaments, and it was a huge tradition back then. And it kind of fizzled out when I started coaching. I didn't see it as prominently as I did experience as a player when I began my coaching career, but I think it's coming back. So pin trading is where a team designs this tiny little metal pin about an inch to two inches, and it represents where they're from and their team. So you can design these pins online. And then when you go to an away tournament, you trade them with the other teams. And at these bigger tournaments, you still see this being done, like a national tournament that's pulling teams from 28 different states. These teams are representing their state when they play, not only their organization, but their state and their region. And they're trading their pin with you as an opponent in exchange for yours. And it was a fun little experience collecting them that I'm so excited to see tournaments bringing back right now. Um, because when we were little, I was uh, with my teammates. Again, softball wasn't my favorite sport, but I stayed with softball because of the friendships and the other parts of it that, that were so special and unique to this game that I didn't experience in my other club sports. So we would run around between games and trade pins with as many girls as we can. I have some great memories, and I actually still have those pins hanging up in the facility I run now. I look at it every once in a while, just as a reminder of how I got to where I am. So I'm excited to see that trend coming back. Another cool trend in this game of softball is the bows. So about a decade ago, they became very, very popular wearing bows and ribbons in your hair. And now that tradition continues to grow. I mean, the Florida Gators, the, the, college program, the Florida Gators, really took the bow to another level when they started putting flowers in their hair to represent Florida and their teammates down there. And so now these bows and these ribbons have become more, more um, regionalized to where you're playing from, like representing and being proud of where you grew up playing ball and then trying to take that to a larger forum. So wearing the bows in their hair is a really cool tradition that I, I love to see continuing to grow. At the facility we run, we call them power bows. So our girls that hustle or, or um, work the hardest or the best teammate or basically are exemplary of the kind of athlete that it takes to be successful in a team environment, we honor them by providing them a power bow. So it's a cool little tradition that has carried on over the years that, again, made me love the sport outside of the athletic and the competition element. It kept me in the game long enough to see it evolve and see it played at a faster and more competitive level, which is where I fell in love with it. 
All right, so let, I'm trying to think of another tradition offhand that I really love that's unique to softball. And I guess the one I could I could pretty much say that hasn't really gone anywhere, but with COVID has become a little more difficult to put together, are pasta parties. Pasta parties, if you play other sports like field hockey or soccer, they were very common. We would carbo-load on pasta um, on a Friday night before a competition on Saturday to burn off that energy. So not, not necessarily it has to be pasta. I know there's a lot more nutrition information out there in the world now available to our athletes than there was before. But the coming together of a family before a competition, that's building camaraderie. At the end of the day, we play softball as a team sport, like I mentioned previously. For every action, it's not one individual that handles that action. It's multiple because this game is very interconnected. So that camaraderie can be put together outside of the softball field as well. And I hope, I know right now, COVID makes it a little difficult for those types of get-togethers and those gatherings. But team chemistry is an element of any team sport that requires you to win. It's not always the best team that wins the game. There's one winner and there's one loser in every single competition. One has to be the winner, one has to be the loser. And sometimes it just comes down to the willingness to be able to compete together. One of my coaches on staff, she actually played for a um, competitive D3 NJCAA school and her story is one of my favorite stories of all time because they won that institution's first national competition their first at the call at the junior college athletic level they went all the way and went undefeated to take home a national title and she tells me all the time we were the underdogs like we were the little guys based out of New Jersey and we were playing teams from all over the country we didn't think we had a shot in hell so before the tournament even started we were just so close we said we're gonna play together no matter what the outcome and go figure that little small fish that small squad went on to go undefeated and claim that institution's first ever national recognition and since then they've been able to grow but that camaraderie, that team element is so important to continue to foster and continue to provide and encourage because we, as a, as a unit competing on this game, we need to be one. It's everybody on the, the roster, everybody on the bench, even on the bench, you have jobs to do. Calling a runner that's going to be leading while everybody else is watching the ball in the field get hit off the bat, signaling to your teammates a girl's about to steal. You don't have to be on the field to make those contributions, and they don't necessarily just have to be made on the field either. So highly recommend looking into some sports psychology or team bonding elements off the field for your kids so that they can play together better when they have that sense of trust and that sense of respect for one another. So it was fun for me to talk about this, so I hope you guys listening out there liked it. If you ever have an idea or a topic you want to hear on our podcast, please shoot me an email at jillian at pitbullsfastpitch.com. Every listen helps us raise money for our nonprofit. We are a 501. So we appreciate you guys making those shares. Other than that, have a great night, guys, and thank you for listening.